This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, September 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. States prepare for Dorian landfall. New tariffs on China-U.S. trade war. And O'Rourke promises to axe tariffs. States buckling down for Dorian impact. States are taking emergency measures to prepare for destruction expected by Hurricane Dorian, which caused massive destruction in the Bahamas before heading for Florida. No matter what path the storm takes, our state will be impacted. Florida Division of Emergency Management Director Jared Moskovitz said, We will continue to work around the clock to prepare. Florida has issued emergency rules for sanitizing dairy equipment for storage and transport of milk in response to the storm and dealing with damaged citrus greenhouses and nursery stock exposed to plant pests and disease by the hurricane. In North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper has lifted a requirement to weigh vehicles transporting livestock, poultry, or crops ready to be harvested. He also was allowing drivers to work longer than normally allowed. In South Carolina and Georgia, animal movement health requirements for pets, equine, and livestock are being suspended until September 19th for Dorian evacuees. New tariff volley in China-U.S. trade war. The U.S. hit China with new tariffs on Sunday, and China returned fire with higher tariffs on U.S. goods, including a wide range of farm goods. But President Donald Trump was upbeat, claiming a September negotiating round is still going to happen. We are talking to China, Trump told reporters Sunday. The meeting is still on, as you know, in September. That hasn't changed. They haven't changed, and we haven't. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Trump said farmers who are losing Chinese customers are doing well thanks to the two trade assistance packages worth a combined $28 billion that include direct payments, commodity purchases, and foreign marketing funds. I'm making the farmers more than whole, Trump said. The farmers are doing better than if China, frankly, were buying. O'Rourke vows to end tariffs on China. Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke, the former Texas congressman who came close to taking Republican Senator Ted Cruz's seat in the Senate, is promising to end Trump's tariffs on China immediately if he wins next year's election. Trump's tariffs are an attack on U.S. exporters, O'Rourke writes in a new position paper on trade. They have driven up the price of imported intermediate parts, made the dollar less competitive, and caused other countries to retaliate against us with their own tariffs. And they have been a disaster for American farmers and ranchers, destroying their long-standing relationships with customers abroad and forcing many family farms into bankruptcy. Income up, but debt continues to increase for farmers. The farm income forecast released by the USDA's Economic Research Service on Friday, a classic case of good news tempered by some ominous signs. Farm profits are expected to rise $4 billion to $88 billion, a 4.8% increase. But when adjusted for inflation, the numbers are more modest, an increase of $2.5 billion to $86.5 billion, which is a 2.9% bump. Most of that increase is due to direct government payments of $19.5 billion, including about $13 billion in trade mitigation payments. And without insurance indemnities of about $6 billion, farm income would be at about $62 billion, less than half of its 2013 peak of $136.5 billion. 
ERS also highlighted the increase in Chapter 12 bankruptcies, which it said have been trending upward since 2016. The American Farm Bureau Federation has reported that Chapter 12 filings have gone from 467 from July 17 through June 18 to 514 over the next year. Biofuel groups seek reallocation of waived gallons. Renewable fuel advocates are urging EPA to reallocate biofuel gallons waived through the small refinery exemptions through upcoming blending targets. In comments submitted to the agency in its 2020 renewable volume obligations, trade groups and companies assess that SREs are undercutting the purpose of the renewable fuel standard. Mike Jerky, a member of the American Coalition for Ethanol, said in comments submitted by ACE that EPA's granting of SREs guts the RFS. Jerky said the August 9 announcement of 31 SREs for the 2018 compliance year, the USDA's August 12 crop report, and the trade war with China have combined to potentially take $10.6 billion away from farmers and ethanol plants and transferred much of that to oil companies. The National Chicken Council, however, called for lower RVOs. The proposed volumes, especially conventional ethanol, should be reduced in the final rule to more accurately reflect the availability of feedstock and the usage rate of biofuels, said NCC President Mike Brown. Maui County Panel to Look at Settlement of Wastewater Case A Maui County Council Committee will discuss a possible settlement of its Clean Water Act case before the Supreme Court at a meeting today. The closely watched litigation scheduled for November arguments involves a treatment plant on the island that discharges wastewater into injection wells where it then travels through groundwater to the Pacific Ocean. Agricultural entrants are concerned that if, as the Ninth Circuit ruled, indirect discharges are covered by permit requirements, then ag facilities' use of lagoons, bases, and pits could be targeted. It appears unlikely that a settlement, which could involve the county's reuse of wastewater, could be worked out before the Supreme Court hears the case. The attorney for environmental groups that sued the county told the Maui News he was suspicious of Mayor Michael Victorino's offer. Glyphosate comments due today. Today is the deadline for interested parties to submit comments on EPA's proposed interim registration of glyphosate, the active ingredient at Roundup. So far, the agency has received over 300,000 comments, but only about 7,000 are posted online, where the usual fault lines are on display. Ag groups supporting continued registration of the herbicide, arguing that it is vital to continued no-till and low-tillage efforts that lead to better soil conservation. Environmental groups are seeking to have its registration canceled, contending there's enough evidence to show that it causes cancer. The agency expects to have an interim decision by next spring. Here's today's He Said It. Hurricane Dorian is the strongest storm to ever threaten the state of Florida on the East Coast. That Jared Moskovitz, Director of Florida's Division of Emergency Management. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, September 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.